Welcome to Nerds of the Round Table, a podcast on a quest for quality pop culture. I'm Jamie. I'm Dwayne. And I'm Sammy. And on this episode, we're not reviewing anything, but we're previewing a whole lot. (laughs) Well, as our nerd advent is winding down, we're at the part, you know, we're, we're thankful for the year. I know it's been a really tough year. It's been a really hard year for lots of folks. We're looking back at things that we've looked at and we're looking forward this time. Last year we had kind of a review this year. We're looking forward. We're, we're hoping some things get a little bit better and we're going to preview some movies, some TV shows and even some books that we're really interested to come into this year. But most of all, guys, I know you all are on board with me, Sammy and Jamie, in, you know, thanking and appreciating each and every listen and download we get. It means the world that you want to log in and listen to us, you know, three dorks just (laughs) ramble on about, about you know nerdy movies and geeky stuff and all these little rabbit trails and interesting views we take and and that means the world to us and we we love doing the show and we hope to continue and we appreciate your support definitely making this podcast was a questionable decision we appreciate we appreciate your questionable decision of downloading our podcast and listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> this is true well, let's go ahead and dive in. Now, Jamie, I know you are the man of lists. So <laughs> we, we've got this top five categories of top five movies. So let's just go ahead and take this round robin. Uh, we're going to look at the top five movies that better come out this year. With <laughs> everything being delayed. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I've never been more OCD. I didn't even realize I'd done this, but I finished the list that it was five categories of five. I didn't <laughs> even know I had done it that way. Uh, but I'll, I'll go. I'll go first. So th- these are the top five movies that we're sort of looking forward to that <laughs> we should have already seen by now. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this year, um, I'm, I'm happy to be previewing a new year. This this year needs to just go away. <laughs> Please. Um, but my my number five is the Suicide Squad. So I can't wait to see James Gunn do for DC what he did for Marvel with the Guardians movies. <laughs> and also Nathan Fillion is a superhero. Just It needed to happen, and I'm so happy. I, 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 and I need to see it. But it's not the right superhero, right? <laughs> it's Nathan Fillion as arm fall-off boy. <laughs> he needed to be Green Lantern. <laughs> oh, he would be a good one. He would have been a good lantern. Definitely. Well, you know, Jamie, Suicide Squad 2 is definitely on my list also. Um, this just one of these movies that as you see the cast and as they've continued to grow this cast, I'm so interested to see how they do this and how they work all these people in. And the fact that that he's pulling in some weird off-the-wall characters like Mongal and Javelin you know, we're we're not even talking traditional Suicide Squad. We're talking weird corners of the DCU. So um, if anybody can do it, though, James Gunn can. Yeah. He makes weird work. <laughs> well, you know, and the success he had with Guardians, and who would have thought a movie with a tree and a raccoon <laughs> as your central action characters, you know, would would work? 
but you know it does. Uh, yep. I don't have Suicide Squad on my list. I wasn't a huge fan of the first one. I am kind of interested to see what James Gunn does, but you know I am interested to see another group of classic characters hopefully hit the big screen at some point. The the new Ghostbusters. I would love to re- to visit this whenever it comes around, but that's my number five. That's on my list too. It's a good bit higher than yours though. <laughs> <laughs> that that trailer absolutely knocked my socks off. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it was probably the best trailer of the year. Mm, one of yeah, it's 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 up there. But you, it really, you know, and and when you when, when I got the news, you know, you think who needs a new Ghostbusters? We've already tried this. And it, it kind of worked, but when you when you saw the trailer, it, it really struck a chord with me. Yep, and I didn't think cast. I needed. I, I'm gonna feel that I, I didn't think I needed the new Ghostbusters movie, and I saw that trailer, and I was like, okay, I need this. I need this. Yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. And then 2020 happened. <laughs> all right, uh, <laughs> Sammy, was Suicide Squad your five too? Uh, no, actually, okay. Suicide Squad was was higher up on my list, okay. obviously. But um, but that's okay because there's no sense in retreading. So I'll go ahead and and drop in. Actually, number five on my list was Black Widow. Um, you know, and and I know that's maybe a little low for some people. Um, I just feel like the MCU has just stalled, and we've been waiting for it to restart and Mm. just the way these movies are put together, the way now that the Disney plus television shows are supposed to tie to the movies and the movies are supposed to tie to that, this ever expanding universe, you know, I feel like even though, and we'll talk about um, some of the TV shows later, I feel like we need to get black widow. And, and I, I think the reason it's my number five is it doesn't come out still to May so I don't know how that's going to work with all the TV that's coming out before May. Yeah. So they're going to have to play fast and loose, I think, with some of these storylines to be able to fit this all in and make it make it make sense. Well, it's already well, out of sequence. It's kind of like Captain Marvel. It's sort of prequely a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it's it's kind of shuffled around there. And you know, working retail, you know, I see all of these toys coming in for movies that haven't came out yet. <laughs> You know, we, we have Top Gun stuff on the shelf. We have, you know, Wonder yeah. Woman stuff on the shelf. And, uh, you know, there's really no reference point. There's no drive to it. Um, it is kind of a shuffle thing. But, yeah, I totally agree with Sammy. The Marvel Universe, you know, we, we're used to getting, you know, what, three to four films per year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had not even a TV show this past year, hardly. And uh, it just, just hopefully this movie, it's it's actually my number three on my list. It was a little bit higher than Sam's, my number three. But uh, I'm really excited to see what Scarlet Joe does with. It was my number two. <laughs> I'm, I'm pumped for that movie. Well, well, just digressing, Suicide Squad was my number one, so. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Right, and well, I gotta uh, wait to August for that one. Well, is it that far? <laughs> August sixth is the Dang. date that I saw when I looked it up. So yeah, it's up there. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, my number four is a movie that I don't understand why it's happening, and I'm so confused that I I I need to see it. Matrix Four. <laughs> the only people in the cast list are the ones that died in the trilogy. <laughs> How is this a thing? Is this just a, a dream sequence or something? I don't know. 
I want to see Matrix Four. Uh, I want to see what they, how how they try to bounce back from you know, basically two really good endings. Matrix One ended pretty well. The third the third movie trilogy ended pretty well. Why is there a fourth one? How are all these dead people coming back? I need I need all these answers. Uh, but you know, think about it. The Matrix has copied their consciousness, and they are part of the Matrix themselves. I'm sure it has to be something like that, but. Yeah, it's similar to Mr. Smith, right? Yeah, <laughs> it had to be something in there. Yeah, that's that strange. That that actually didn't land on my list. I'm kind of afraid of that. <laughs> kind of afraid of that. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to like the answers. I just need the answers. Right. <laughs> well, I will tell you, my number four, or well, three now is Mortal Kombat. This, you know, the classic. You know, family-friendly, wholesome, beloved video game, Mortal Kombat, <laughs> where you rip people's spines out, you know. Fatality. Get over here. <laughs> the whole deal. Uh, it, they're, they're doing a redo, and I'm so excited about this thing. I don't know. I'm just, it's kind of unjustly excited about it. I'm not really even a huge fan, but I, this is piquing my interest in weird ways, and I want to see it. Mortal Kombat. Okay. Not on my list, but <laughs> I'll watch it. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, I guess my number four was um, No Time to Die. I've been so waiting for this new James Bond movie. Um, I'm wanting to see, you know, Daniel Craig redeem himself after Spectre. And I want to see this movie. And it just, you know, despite the fact that, oh, that, that, Jamie wasn't excited by that trailer. I was. And so I'm so excited that at least in April, I might get to see James Bond unless they ship it to one of the streamings and I see it before then. So we'll see. <laughs> Price tag's too high, buddy. You're seeing that one in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not on my list. Uh, Jason Bourne ruined the Bond movies for me. I right. just... After all the greatness of the of the Bourne movies, I just the Bond movies still silly to me. I can't I can't get back in on board. All right, so um, my my number three was Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, so we've already talked about that one. So Dwayne, what was your number three? Well, my number three was Black Widow, um, <laughs> but um, I guess I've, I've I don't know if I've got out of sequence. But I've got I've only got two movies left. Okay, so. Uh, I'm really interested to see another video game movie. Uh, Tom Holland stars in, and it's not a Spider-Man, but Uncharted. This looks really interesting. And the video games, you know, kind of this, you know, open world, you're stuck on the island. I'm, I'm really interested to see Tom Holland take on some serious action. Cool. And maybe, maybe they've given him the full script for this one. I don't know. Fighting Giant Man wasn't serious action? <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on. Just getting Cap Shield enough, right? <laughs> right, right. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully with this one, they were able to give him the full script, you know, so. Well, you know, it, Uncharted is one of those fan favorite video games, so I'm, I'm interested to see where they go with it. You yeah, know, I'm, I'm interested to see the take on this. You so know, I have a hard time seeing him as nothing but Peter Parker right now. But, you know, maybe once we get to the other side of that, I'll feel better about him. Yeah, that's I, me. I, I want to see him in something else. I'm a little afraid, though. So, so many video game to movie 
adaptations don't go well. <laughs> so I'm, I hope it goes well for him because I like him. He's a good kid. Yeah. All right, uh, Sammy, do you have anything left on your list that we haven't talked uh, about? I've got two. Okay. Uh, I've got my number three, which was the prequel, The Kingsman. Um, I love the two Kingsman movies. Um, and and I just, I just, they're weird. They're off the wall. Um, they're this weird British comic book matchup type of things. Uh, and I just, I really dig them. So I'm looking forward to this prequel. Uh, I think Ray Fiennes will be interesting in it. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that once again, maybe March fingers crossed. <laughs> the, the stink of maybe is still on everything. For I know, yeah. <laughs> Well, I've only got one left, and since we're, we're since we're going that route, and it was my number one, um, it's Dune. I mean, I, I need this to be good. <laughs> the, the the '80s one is okay. It, it's fine for what it is. I like it. I have weird nostalgia for it because it's it's what I had. <laughs> I mean, um, but the 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 vision that Denny Villeneuve—I can't say his last name—Denny Villeneuve—is that right? Villeneuve, know. yeah. Um, the, the vision he has for it, and it seems like the, the love he has for the material and with the effects we have now, where te- not where technology has brought us with that cast. Um, I, I just, I, I really need to see this and I hope it's good. And, I, I'm, and I'm fine with a three hour cut. I mean, I, if, we do, if you wanted to dump like both, both parts of the movie into the theaters, is like a four and a half hour movie. I'm in, I'll pay double price for the ticket. <laughs> as long as they improve that sandwich, bro. Well, <laughs> The, you know, er, early effects get into trailers sometimes. I'm hoping they've got time to clean that up. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is my number one, and it could have been my only thing on the list, uh, really. I, I kind of, I don't know if you can tell about my list. I kind of filled out a little bit there, but uh, I'm so excited for this movie uh, to come out. And I'm really looking, for, like Jamie said, forward to, to Denise Villeneuve's vision for that. You know, and Jamie mentioned the cast. I mean, just with that that cast alone, um, I think it'll be really, really, really good to look at in, in terms of, of visuals. So, yeah, I look forward to that. Uh, I've got one more on my list. This is actually my number two. Suicide Squad 2 was my number one. So, um, I don't know about you all, but I'm always down for a kaiju battle. I need to see Godzilla versus <laughs> King Kong. Okay. Uh, I've watched the original old one so many times growing up. I want to see modern effects have Kong and Godzilla go face to face. And I just can't wait for that. <laughs> so. If we'd had a six slot, that would have been my sixth one. That was my yep. last cut. <laughs> now, now, now didn't, didn't a streamer buy this? I don't know. Right now, the, the date I found was May for okay. release date as far as theaters. But um, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I hadn't heard. Well, the rumor I'd heard streaming. was I heard that Netflix was in negotiations to purchase it. And it was going to go straight to streaming. And it wasn't going to hit theaters. Okay. Which seems like kind of a loss. That, that feels like a movie you want to see on a big screen. Yeah, I think so. Just literally the size of everything needs to be on <laughs> yeah, the big screen. Yeah. I remember I went to see uh, the second one, The King of the Monsters. Uh-huh. And, I mean, it's not a great movie. It's it's big and dumb. But, I mean, seeing it on a big screen, though. I mean, it was it was an event. Just, you know, just 
I mean, those gigantic, I mean, Mothra on screen that big, looking that yeah. great. I mean, it was worth the, you know, the price of admission. You know, I don't know about you guys, but but the way 2020s went, I need big, dumb movies right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, just something happy. Movies next year. <laughs> yeah, and we really have lost a scale, you know, of what it means to go and see these big blockbusters on the big screen, you know. And I know a lot of us have sizable screens in the home, and through the pandemic, I'm actually upgrading my system. I did the same. <laughs> yeah, you know, just because you, you don't have access like you yeah. used to. Which I'm, I'm actually upgrading my system. I've, I've upped my streaming game a lot uh, for, for a lot of these things. But, you know... I want to bring up an honorable mention, and it's something that I believe is coming out, but it kind of brings us to our next thing, too. I really hope so bad this comes out this year, and I didn't even know it was a thing until I was doing research for this. Coming to America. <laughs> uh, coming to America Part 2, uh, Eddie Murphy for Senior Hall returns to Queens, New York, to find Akeem's um, an illegitimate son, apparently. Which brings us, you know, as a sequel to the classic movie, Coming to America. Which brings us to our next segment. The top five classic movies I want to watch. All right. Uh, by the way, um, I heard today that Amazon, uh, Mr. Mr. Bezos there, purchased that movie. Yeah, so yeah it's, it's coming on Amazon, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's ever going to hit theaters, though. Um, all right, so classic movies. Um, number five, I'm... <laughs> Some of these are going to be painful to admit. There's a there's a lot of movies that I should have seen that I haven't seen, and I intend to rectify that this year. So I'm I hate to admit this to you guys especially, <laughs> the biggest Star Wars fans I know. I've never seen The Hidden Fortress. Okay. And I feel like it's a ding on my Star Wars fan cred. So <laughs> I'm going to watch Hidden Fortress this year. <laughs> well. Jamie, that kind of leads me to one of mine, and um, I, you know, this is going to take a ding on my cred too. Uh, I've seen Hidden Fortress, uh, but you know, the director Akira Kurosawa. Uh, I've, I've even seen the remake of this, but I've not seen Seven Samurai. Hmm. Seen the Magnificent Seven. I've not seen the Seven Samurai. So that's that's one off my list. Um, both of those are available on HBO Max, I believe. <laughs> Dang it, Sammy. <laughs> along with along with Jamie, uh, all of the Lone Wolf and Cub movies. Mm. So, so just something to think on. So, all right. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, you know, I think classic can be interpreted in a lot of different ways. You know, um, my number five, and and you want to talk about a ding on your nerd cred. I have never watched John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, I have I, I know pieces of it enough from just, you know, being around science fiction movies. Mm -hmm. I've seen the original thing from Another World, the old black and white, but I have not seen John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, and I need to I need to fix that this year for sure. Oh yeah. Because I know it's got Jamie's hero, or at least one of Jamie's heroes in it. So <laughs> That would actually be a good episode. For, I mean, for yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think this yeah. is sounding like a great rewatch. <laughs> yeah. Are, are we previewing and scheduling? Write <laughs> <laughs> that in, Jamie. Yeah, make, make notes. Make notes, Jamie. I'm always expanding the draft board. Um, 
Okay, back to me, number four. This is another one. Um, I love Hitchcock. Somehow, I've never seen North by Northwest. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> so I'm going to watch North by Northwest this year. Oh, I I, I feel like I, I should get paid by HBO Max. That's on HBO Max also. <laughs> <laughs> I was just adding movies to my queue from there. So that's on there also, Jamie. <laughs> Well, I don't have any Hitchcock movies on my list. Uh, you know, speaking of North by Northwest, I do have, you know, and like Sam said, you know, how do, how do classic movies become defined? This movie is maybe, a, it's a newer movie, but of a classic era. Uh, 1917 is something that, that I've missed recently that I really want to watch. So that's on my movies I need to watch list. Cool. That that one's worth it. That one's worth it for sure. Yeah. Um. Well, number four on my list, gentlemen, is Lawrence of Arabia. You know, there are those sweeping epic movies that that you hear about. And and Sir Lawrence Olivier is one of those classic actors. So I really want to kind of go back and, and revisit and see that movie. Because once again, you, you I've heard about it. I've heard people talk about it. I've seen pieces from it. But I've never watched it. So that's my number four, 1962's Lawrence of Arabia. Hmm. Maybe this just should be our schedule next year. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so my number three is another one that I'm embarrassed <laughs> to admit I haven't seen. All the President's Men. Mm-hmm. Um, never seen it, don't know how it got by me. I'm a little bit of a political junkie, and I still somehow haven't seen this movie. And so... That's on my list. Is it on HBO too, Sam? I'm not for sure. Now, are you going to go the classic Frank Sinatra, or are you going to go the more 70s? I was thinking 70s. Okay. Uh, Redford. uh, Redford. Okay. I've seen both versions. And I've seen the the newer one. There was another one. So... Well, speaking of uh, President's Men, a movie that I've... I heard a lot about, but I always seem to miss 12 Angry Men. Um, I've, I've never seen this, and uh, I want to want to get that on my radar. 12 Angry Men. Cool. That's a good one. I kind of wish I could rewatch that one, you know, for the first time all over again. For the again. first time. Yeah, I've yeah. Heard, that's what I've heard with that one, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's, that, yeah that's the winner. See, I've not watched that one either, Dwayne. I haven't, and that that's one I need to get a look at myself uh well my number three and actually you're you're gonna see a little bit of repeat in some ways with my number two and number three you know there's lots of classic movies and we think about sequels being something of a a modern idea you know part two part three part 15 if you're talking about friday the 13th right um but there are some sequels that i've never watched that i love the originals uh, the first, my number three, is the sequels to The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Hmm. I love the original. I've watched it numerous times. Uh, and recently I picked up a legacy set that has all three Creature movies. So I have not watched Revenge of the Creature or The Creature Walks Among Us. So those come in at number three for me. He was always my favorite of the Universal Monster movies. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, my number two is. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. I've never seen the right stuff. <laughs> I've, 
I don't know what's wrong with me. I've seen. I think I've seen every movie Schwarzenegger and Stallone have ever made, but I've never seen the right stuff. <laughs> that like one is I, worth it. Yeah, my, yeah. My, my, my IQ card is taking a ding. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's a great movie, uh, and the series and the movie is on Disney Plus right now. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. the movie's on there. I thought it was just the series. Nope. No, there's actually the series, the movie, and a documentary called The Real Right Stuff. Oh. Uh, yeah, so there, it's cool. it's on the National Geographic section of Disney Plus, and they're all three worth worth a dive. Yeah. yeah they're the all right, three worth a dive. The Right Stuff was one of the first DVDs I ever owned. There, I'd, I got like five for like a holiday or birthday or something, and The Right Stuff was, was in that bunch that's that uh i think kindred bought me so uh, yeah i that the, my last two are ones I, I was really embarrassed to admit <laughs> yeah well i'm i'm right with you jamie as sammy was talking about sequels that, that he'd kind of missed you know lo- loving the original and uh, and my my number two is a, a set of sequels that i need to get into now i know we talk all the time about turning in our geek card you know our nerd card and I, in this one, I may even need to turn in my man card. <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I've seen Godfather 1, but I've never seen Godfather 2 and 3. Oh. So that's, that's, on, that's on for this year. That's, that's going to be cool. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like Sam's going to make me an offer that I can't <laughs> refuse. <laughs> You come to my daughter's wedding. <laughs> That's the first one, but yeah. <laughs> Take the gun, leave the cannoli. <laughs> All right, Sam, what's your number two? Are you I, embarrassed I, as well? You know, once again, I, I'm not really embarrassed by my number two. Um, it's just that it's a the, mention the creature at my number three. My number two is the Invisible Man sequels. Um, the original Invisible Man with Claude Rains, once again, I saw numerous times growing up. Um, Grandpa Munster, Al Lewis, did, showed it constantly on on Super Scary Saturday, uh, <laughs> on Saturday mornings. I watched so many of those classic universals. But there were five sequels to that Whoa. movie. Wow. I didn't know that. The Invisible Man Returns, The Invisible Woman, The Invisible Agent, The Invisible Man's Revenge, and then Abbott and Costello meet the Invisible Man. So all those follow along after the original. Wow. And I, once again, I just recently picked up a box set with all of them in it. (laughs) I've I've only seen the original. I I didn't even know there were that many sequels. Yeah. All right. Uh, My number one is the one I am... (laughs) The most embarrassed to admit. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Well, so, somehow I've never seen that. And so I, I, I have to rectify that. Well, if we think about, you know, what we discussed for a summer movie watch on the show, you may want to hold that one back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah now, that is a great movie. It's a well-regarded movie, but it's not an easy movie to find it's not an easy movie to watch all the time so that may have been why it, it, it dodged your list there it's it's kind of a tough yeah. one to to get around uh, to navigate uh my uh, last one is a series of, of movies uh, i'd like to visit all three 
they I don't know, and I don't know how I've not seen it. My my dad, my cousins, they've always seemed to have been around. Uh, this is right up their alley. But Clint Eastwood made a series of movies very early in his career um, in uh, probably some little rundown towns in Spain with uh, Marconi and some other friends. But the Dollars Trilogy, The Man with No Name. Mm. Uh, yeah, The Man with No Name for a few dollars more, Fistful of Dollars. Um, I really want to visit those. And I've never seen them. And I, and I think that uh, until recently... Uh, we're looking at some things. It's been a series of like the Sandlot where I said, yeah, I've seen that. But then when I thought about it, I'd have never seen it, you know, you know, the Western genre is one that, that I've got a lot of holes, you know, I've I've seen high noon about 50 times, but (laughs) well, I was the son of my father and the grandson of my grandfather. I've seen a lot of Westerns. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that, that's a good say it, Dwayne. I'm, I'm looking forward to that for you. Yeah. Cool. Well, I guess my number one gentleman is in many cases considered the greatest movie of all time. If you look at the AFI top 100 list, number one is Citizen Kane. Mm. Um, and I've never watched it. You know, this is Orson Welles. I mean, come on. Uh, the guy was the voice of the shadow back in the, the old radio serials and stuff. I mean, I, I got to see this movie. I mean, I know the whole Rosebud type of thing that you, that you see over and over. I know the whole William Randolph Hearst story. I need to see this movie. So. Yeah, and I, it's I, on I, HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I think I'm in the Sandlot category with Dwayne. I think I've seen like this movie in like portions over and over again. I've but I've never sat down and watched it from beginning to end in, in one right. sitting before. So yeah, I, I need to do those Citizen Kane, you know, yeah, serious watch. Yeah, I need to dive on it too. I've I've always avoided it because, like Star Wars, this movie seems to have put forward so many tropes. Mm-hmm. Then that kind of made it special, but so many movies adopted that it's that when you look back on it, it looks kind of stale, you mm-hmm. know, because it it invented those uh, the the zoom throughs and the and the cam the forced perspectives and stuff with the cameras. So uh, yeah, that's that's uh, supposedly uh, really really great. And I'm with Jamie. I've seen bits and pieces. I haven't been over the whole thing. So, gentlemen, before we dive into our next segment, let's take a small break as we uh, go to the DVD shelf and see what we have that we may need to revisit. Graphically Novel. Three brothers tackle a different graphic novel each week. Listen as the brothers Fugit discuss classic and not-so-classic graphic novels. Subscribe now on your podcast feed of choice. Graphically Novel. Three brothers who like each other but love comics. All right. So top five movies I'm going to re-watch this year. So these, these, this is, <laughs> I'm stretching. I didn't put the word classic on here. I'm, I'm not, I didn't pick maybe any classic movies for my rewatch list. But these are movies that um, either because of things that are getting ready to come out or things that we've watched recently have sort of been on my brain that I want to, I want to catch. And so my number five is legend. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I have an, an, an intense fondness for that movie. It's one of those two that I'm a little, I'm a little, I haven't probably watched it in a decade. I'm a little afraid. 
But uh, I think some of the stuff that we've done recently, some of the 80s stuff that we've dipped into, um, it's got me curious. It's probably not that it doesn't have the cocaine sheen like Scrooge, but maybe some <laughs> maybe some acid sheen on that. One. So we'll, we'll see. I'm gonna I'm gonna rewatch Legend. Yeah, that's that's a great one, a great classic. Uh, that's that's on my VHS shelf, by the way, uh, <laughs> hasn't, and hasn't made the upgrade yet. I've I've been looking at, at at upgrading some of the some of the movies on there, see which ones need a promotion. But yeah, that's on the uh, that's on the short list on the VHS shelf. A movie I'm really excited to to, to revisit. You know, with these movies, I want to rewatch. I like to dislike comfort food. Mm-hmm. There's 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 these movies that I, that I, that I go back to and revisit, and it makes you think about things. It triggers feelings. It triggers emotions. So that's where a lot of mine are. So it, it kind of forces your perspective, changes your views. But a movie I'm really excited to revisit is Interstellar. Mm. It's on my short list of rewatches this year. Cool. I can't recommend it. I, I can't take it that motion fast enough. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> It, it it is a fantastic movie, and and you know when you deal with the idea of science fiction, and it, it gets pretty close to to what theoretical physics and astronomy believes. So you know Kip Thorne did a lot of the uh, the work on that. So yeah, definitely. Um, you know Dwayne mentioned Tom Holland in Uncharted. You know, but obviously most nerds know him from Spider-Man, right? But you know what? I've not revisited the Spider-Man movies in a long time. And that's my number five. I want to go back to Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and I want to rewatch those movies again. So it's a little bit of a cheat. It's not one movie. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a movie marathon in this case. But I want to go back and rewatch those because there's things that – I think that maybe now I would appreciate a little bit more that maybe I didn't catch back then. Maybe some things will make me cringe a little bit more, but we'll see. Well, Sammy, I support three fifths of that decision. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure about three fifths. It may be like two and a half. Um, <laughs> but we, 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 we did that rewatch recently and mm-hmm. the, the first two in a quarter, two and a half, um, they hold up. Now, all the effects don't, but right. um, they were so good that my, my daughter, my youngest one, she, she loves those movies. And Tobey Maguire is her Spider-Man. She doesn't want to hear anything about Tom Holland right. or, or Andrew Garfield. I mean, to- Tobey Maguire is her Spider-Man. So, yeah, it, it, I mean, you're going to have fun. Um, yeah, you don't, you, no, no need to fear. Um, okay, so my number four is another Lady Hawk-inspired uh, nostalgia trip. So La- Lady Hawk got me thinking of these weird 80s fantasy movies. And so my number four is The Never Ending Story. Yes. I haven't seen it in forever, but after like Stranger Things 3 happened, we had Dustin and Susie Poo singing Susie. at the end. Yep. Um, it kind of got me thinking a little bit. And then all the memes started after that. And then we watched Lady Hawk. And now I just, I have to do it. I'm going to watch Legend and Never Ending Story. So. Cool. Well, Jamie, turn around and look at what you see. <laughs> An alien spaceship has landed, and we're trying to make contact and communicate with it. My number four is Arrival. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, love this movie. It, you know, like Interstellar plays with time. Um, 
arrival, you know, dimensions, arrival plays with language and time and nonlinearness. Um, I, I, I'm so excited to watch this again. And speaking of Denis Villeneuve, yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen that one myself. May have to revisit that one too, Dwayne. Um, all right. <laughs> so, so like we're scheduling again. <laughs> <laughs> well, number four is another little bit of a cheat. Number five was a Spider-Man movie marathon. Um, number four is an X-Men movie marathon. Um, I wanted to go back and revisit, you know, we, we watched the first X-Men on the show but I haven't watched those other ones, and I would definitely even want to get into First Class and those because, once again, it's been a while since I've seen them, and I just don't want to revisit those this year, I think. Yeah. Skip Apocalypse, and I'm on board. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, my number three is a Nolan flick. Um, the one I think – I was wanting to put a Nolan movie on here. I was like, what, what's the one I haven't seen in the longest time? And so I'm going to rewatch The Prestige. Yeah. Love the flick, but it slipped through the cracks on my on my rewatch list, and so I I, ne- I need to get that one back in the rotation. Sweet, yeah, yeah. The Prestige is great. Um, another great movie. Uh, I don't know if you could call it a great movie, but it's great fun. This is a Frank Miller adaptation. Zack Snyder, three hundred. Gerard Butler, Michael Fassbender, David Wenham. 300 i, like I just uh yeah i just want to put on a loincloth grab a raw piece of meat in a club and and watch it you know this this movie just brings out that visceral emotion and uh yeah it's it's so much fun uh yeah it's something i revisit often it's so much fun and i saw a uh, king leonidas pop the other day online and i came so close to buying that because it looked so awesome so <laughs> So well, I, I I gotta ask, gotta ask, did it have the, did it have the same pop body shape or was it like actually like ripped? No, it was the same pop body shape. But, you know, <laughs> they should have made it. They should have made it like totally ripped. <laughs> did they draw a six pack on it though? <laughs> yeah, it, I mean it was molded. You know, it was okay, molded. So it was there. All right. So as we get into my top three, my top three are going to be movies probably no one wants to rewatch other than me. Um, and part of this is, as I've been researching back with the golden age of comics, I've really been getting into some of the pulps, some of the old radio shows. So my number three, I want to rewatch Dick Tracy with Warren Beatty and Madonna. I need to rewatch this movie. So, yep. Okay. <laughs> like I said, no one else wants to, but I do. I have- I have fond memories of liking that movie. I haven't seen it in probably since like 1998, but I mean, I have fond <laughs> memories. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it since it came out, but it might be might be worth a viewing. <laughs> and we're still scheduling. Okay, uh, my number two is Dune, um, the the Lynch one. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna time it, so I, I'm, I think I'm gonna try to watch this about a month before the new one comes out. Give it some, you know, I want to rewatch it before the new one, but I also don't want to go in like right off the bat of watching this <laughs> into the new one. So I'm going to give it a little bit of time to breathe, but I, I do want to have them watch close together just for the comparison. Cool. Mm. And I do like the movie. It's not That's perfect, but I like it. Yeah, it's, it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. 
Well, a movie that I don't know if I'd call it a fun movie, but it's a movie that examines, makes you, makes you look at life, makes you look at what you have. A lot of perspective. I know this movie got a hard time because of a few scenes with, you know, the, the bag flying around, you know, maybe some kind of dreamy sequences, but I really enjoy American Beauty. Hmm. Um, I know it's, I know, you know, the star is not in vogue right now, uh, you know, Kevin Spacey, but he's, he's been a great actor, but you also have Annette Benning, you have, uh, you know, Mina, Mina Savari, Thora Birch, Wes Bentley, Chris Cooper, Allison Janney. Yeah. I mean, uh, all, I mean, a powerhouse of the cast. And, and I really just like the, the examination of, of life and what, you know, can go amiss and what your perceptions can can get to. How long has it been since you watched it? Probably about three years. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now, now that has that has been like I said, some of these movies are like really comfort food, and a lot of them I've watched repeatedly. This was this was one of those movies I normally watched once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a really neat examination of of you know life and what you expect. What's your expectations and, you know, that examination there? Okay. Um, Number two, once again, a movie no one wants to watch but me again. And that's The Phantom with Billy Zane. (laughs) (laughs) Which I've been thinking on this movie since we did The Warriors. Because James Remar is in The Phantom, so Ajax is in there. And so I've really been wanting to revisit that movie and kind of check it out again. And once again, it goes back to those old pulps and radio shows type stuff that I'm digging right now. So I want to rewatch that one. Once again, I have fond memories of liking that movie. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen it probably since 1998, though. Um, Same deal. Uh, my my top rewatch for the year is the Matrix trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, sort of getting ready for Matrix Four. I feel like I, I want I want to go in with those freshly in my mind, so that whatever they try to dump out on me, <laughs> the fourth movie, I want to be able to call out their their nonsense if it's nonsense, or if they pull everything together, sort of you know marvel at the at how how great they were at pulling all the threads together and and making a fourth movie work. But I want to go in with that, like uh, not not like Dune. I want to go in with that super fresh in my mind. Yeah. Um, so, Matrix trilogy. Good pull, good pull. Those are always like worth a watch. <clears throat> a movie of that era, Fight Club. Mm. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a minute since I've seen Fight Club. I have fond memories. It's another one of those movies that kind of make you look at reality and what you know you you expect life to be and how life ends up being but i love brad pitt i love ed norton in this movie uh, meatloaf is in this movie you know, jared leto uh, you know uh, yeah just can't go wrong you put meatloaf in there you can't go wrong that that was peak brad pitt for me I mean, we've got seven yeah. 12 monkeys fight club i mean that was my favorite club, yeah. yeah favorite. Yeah. yeah that's 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 brad really pitting it yeah <laughs> Well, well, you know, Dwayne, I probably should have put that up on, on one of my other lists because I've never seen Fight Club. So, oh, uh, oh nope, wow. Never seen it. Uh, that I has saw, to go on the schedule. Yeah, yeah that, never, yeah, that never has to go on now. 
once again, I know little things about it. I know all the, you know, I know the first rule of Fight Club, but, you know. (laughs) 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 All right. Last on my list of, once again, the movies nobody wants to watch with me. Number one was The Shadow with Alec Baldwin. Okay, you had me with the other two. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting off on this one. (laughs) I'm off the bandwagon. You know, and like I said, Rocketeer kind of got me started thinking about these old pulps and radio shows and stuff from the golden age. And I've just been kind of digging and digging. And, and you know, the shadows at the top, man. He was, you know, the man at one point. So That's a bridge too far. I mean, <laughs> I'll go with you to Dick Tracy. <laughs> uh, you're going alone to the shadow. <laughs> Alan Baldwin? I mean, come on. Ah, okay. Well, let's move on. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, as Sam's going along to the shadow, I believe we're going to go along to our next uh, set of genre here. This is top five TV shows I'm going to watch this year. I'm yes, bad so. at TVs. I, I'm I'm going to make myself watch these. I'm 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 good with comics. I'm good with novels. I'm good with movies, TV shows. I never finish them. <laughs> I'm terrible <laughs> at TV. I'm, my first one, though, and this is one that uh, I just I, I have to see, um, is The Stand. Um, I'm not the biggest Stephen King fan, but something about that story in particular um, always captures my imagination. Um, and what little bit I've seen of like trailers and little little clips here and there looks interesting, and the cast is a pretty interesting cast. Um, so yeah, The Stand. I, I'm intrigued. Sweet. Yeah, I'm really intrigued to watch the stand too. Um, it didn't make it on my list. Somehow that 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 missed it. I probably would have had a slightly different list. One thing I do want to watch that's kind of a hole in my fandom that I really want to watch this year is Breaking Bad. Mm. Um, I've heard a lot of great about the show. I love um, Cranston. Uh, yeah, I just want just want to dive into this. And I mean, and you have. Moff Gideon's in this too, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah so. Or, or possible Doctor Doom. Possible. So. Oh, that's so exciting! <laughs> I can't. I, I, I hope and hope and hope that happens. But yes, I'm, I'm really getting to Breaking Bad. All right. Um, either I, I feel like I've done all kinds of little cheats on this episode. So, since we're talking about TV shows. I know this isn't specifically TV, but it's going to be aired in four one-hour episodes. And that is Justice League The Snyder Cut. (laughs) That's the biggest cheat of the show. I know. So uh, (laughs) we're looking at March right now. And, and, you know, like I said, four episodes, hour each. That that, that works like television. So so there's my biggest cheat. It's like a short British series. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, 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 where, and where are you going to watch that again, Sammy? Uh, HBO Max. Ching. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I know our that's, last that's episode. Penny that went back into my account. <laughs> yeah, I know our last episode was sponsored by the letter C. I think this one's sponsored <laughs> by the letter H. Good possibility. Uh, well, my, my number four is a show that I don't know how I'm going to watch, but I'm going to find a way. Resident Alien. Uh, it's Alan Tudyk on a weird little show on the Sci-Fi Channel. Um, he's uh, apparently it's some kind of murder mystery that just happens to have an alien in it. Like the alien isn't even the point from the trailers <laughs> I, I've seen and stuff. It just it looks really interesting, and it's Alan Tudyk being 
like a slightly different version of Weird Al and Tudyk. And so I'm I'm there for it. <laughs> well, Alan Tudyk, you know, I'm on board. Weird Alan Tudyk, I'm even more on board. That's now, right. for, if if you're having trouble watching this, if it's a sci-fi show, Jamie, there is the the sci-fi app is free. Do the episodes air on there? On the record, I don't know. I, I wasn't even aware it was a thing. Uh, hmm. But it, but you might want to look at downloading that and and looking into it because I, I, I just I'll be downloading. Yeah, I discovered that the sci-fi app was free when I was doing a, uh, some dives for Battlestar Galactica, the old school Battlestar Galactica. Right. And they even have the new ones on there, too. Sweet. But right. uh, speaking of space shows, a show that I'm really interested to to uh, watch this year and re-watch is Firefly. Mm. Um, I've, I've, this will be my third. This will be my third watch of this show. Um, and I, I really want to go through it again. And I'd like to take I'd like to take some of the family through it with me this time. Uh, is one of the things I, I want to do with that. I want to, want to take oh. some of the family. I think they'll enjoy. Awesome. Always a good time. Oh, definitely. definitely. Um, number four for me, Falcon and Winter Soldier for sure is, is, is going to be appointment television when that thing drops. Fingers yep. crossed March 19th, but we'll see. Um, hope. Um, but yeah, I, Totally want to see that. Yeah, that that's actually my number three. That's my next one. Um, and I just the name of the show and knowing who was in it, I was excited. But like every little drip and drab that comes out gets me more intrigued. Like I heard more, the, you know, John yeah. Walker, U.S. Agent's going to be in it. And mm-hmm. Every little thing, I'm just. And now, what's the date on that? It's it's gotten pushed out again, hasn't it? March nineteenth was the last date that I saw. So yeah, yeah that's too far away. So. I don't know if they're planning on trying to finish up, depending on one division, maybe put something else in between, and then go to Falcon Winter Soldier. So I don't know. Well, I need it sooner than that. So they I agree a hundred percent. So, but now we're going to see it before Black Widow. So, and I thought that was the big hitch in the giddy up. So, <laughs> man, this year stink. <laughs> Wait, what's your number three? Cheers, though. Well, my number three, uh, I, I didn't put a few things on the list like Falcon Winter Soldier and The Stand because I figured you guys would have. But a show that I've recently discovered, um, I'm about three or four episodes in. There's only two seasons, and season three drops in January. But Cobra Kai is amazing. If you haven't seen it, it is much better than I expected. I'd had a few people tell me, man, you need to watch this thing. It's really good. So I had a few minutes, 30 minute episodes. Each each episode is like 27, 28 minutes long. And so they go by really quickly. It tells the story of, of Daniel has, has, has how he's carried on, how Johnny has carried on the things that's happened to them. And the situation they get into now is so good. And each episode really has left me hanging and really like wanting to hit that next episode button, but I'm, I'm pacing it out. I'm pacing out. There's about eight, there's about eight episodes per season. Uh, so like I said, I'm about halfway through season one, uh, season three comes out in, uh, I think January 21st ish. So Cobra Kai, I would highly recommend. I've heard good things. Yeah, yeah same. I, I haven't, I haven't dipped my toe in yet, but I, I've heard that it's better than it has any right to be. Oh, it much better than it has any right to be. 
And I'll, I'll tell you, Johnny, Johnny is probably one of my, is probably my favorite part of the show. As much of a jerk, as much of a jerk as he was in the Karate Kid, he is, he is my favorite part of the show. Hmm. Cool. All right. Well, like I said, I've heard good things about that. Um, you know, number three on my list, you know, you guys know that I've hung on to the CW DC shows probably longer than most people, and I've continued to watch them. But in February, we get the new Superman and Lois television series uh, on the CW. And Tyler Hoechlin that played Superman in the Supergirl series and the Crisis crossover is going to be back playing that character, playing, you know, Clark Kent Superman. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how they approach you know, that character in the, in the CW, I would say Arrowverse, but Arrowverse is, you know, Arrow's finished, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> well, I've been off the bandwagon, but um, I, I've heard that he's a good Superman. Mm-hmm. I really I liked him. All right. Uh, my number two is uh, we're staying on Disney plus uh, WandaVision. I'm, <laughs> I'm ready for it, man. It is. I need it to happen now. Yep. That, that, that trailer. I mean, I, I don't, I didn't know what I expected. It wasn't that, but I think it's better than what I was actually expecting. And so I just, yeah. you know, the Mandalorian stopped. We needed WandaVision to start the next week. Yeah, it's true. It's we true. didn't need to wait. No. Yeah. And it looks truly insane. Uh, yeah. It looks like it's going to be so much fun. So many twists and turns. I can't wait to see that either. But a twisty, turny show that I hope really gets season four uh, very soon is Stranger Things. And uh, that, mm-hmm. that's a show I love to revisit. So I'll, I'll be doing some Stranger Things dives this year. Sweet. I'm afraid well, it's not going to come out. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm so, I'm so afraid, too. And I, I guess that's why I'm kind of holding on. If I was so scared. Is, I didn't put it on my list. Maybe if, if, maybe if more people watch it more. Yeah, maybe if more people watch it more, they'll make it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, my number two, like Jamie, was One Division. Um, and, I, you know, once again, Paul Bettany, just the, the more I've seen him in the teasers and trailers, I'm so looking forward to his wacky vision. You know, the the wacky version of vision that we see there. Um and one thing that I just heard recently dealing with that is the week prior, January 8th, uh, Disney Plus is also launching a, a little se- documentary series called Marvel Legends. And the first episode is supposed to deal with with Vision and Scarlet Witch. So it, they say it's a good lead in to, you know, kind of getting up to date on who those characters are before one division starts. Yeah, in the comics, that's a real twisty, turny relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. All right, uh, my number one is one that I know you guys are going to second, and it's it's going to test my abilities to finish a TV show. Uh, I'm not good at finishing a show that has like eight episodes. So um, this one's got about eight seasons, and so this is going to test my fortitude, my commitment to finishing TV shows. This year, by this time next year, by hook or by crook, I will have watched The Clone Wars. <laughs> oh yes i'm gonna do, do it, it guys go for it yes. it's all right there for you lay down yep <laughs> and it's and it's on the disney plus uh, just is. like you talked about yeah that's a second that emotion uh, now, I, I thought you would uh, yes definitely. it's 
I, I'm making a commitment. I'm going. I'm. I'm bad at TV. <laughs> I've, I've started this show twice before and I haven't finished it. I'm going to make it happen this time. Just, just stick with it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm excited for you to to look at that a show that has a much shorter run, an unjustly short run. The show I feel didn't get a lot, didn't get enough attention. Season one's a little weak. Season two is phenomenal. And that's the season I always find myself going back to. It's an old Showtime show coming out in the early 2002, 2001. Dead Like Me. Uh, Mandy Patinkin is a, kind of the defunct leader of a small group of grim reapers kind of in an almost like Philadelphia, Seattle urban community, but they still have to do their day to day living. They still have to, you know, go out and get jobs and get bills, but they also get a postcard every day. They get a post-it note with a name an address and a time on it. And they have to go find that person and get their soul out while they're still dealing with all the crap that we deal with every day uh, before they, before they die so they can transition to the afterlife. Uh, it's, it's just a hilarity. Um, the, the, the kind of crook in the show is, uh, you know, Manny Patinkin's character kind of comes from the, the 1920s. You have uh, this actress from the 1940s. You have a druggie from the 1960s. You have this black lady from like the civil rights movement. And then you have this 16-year-old uh, temp worker at an office uh, that uh, this toilet seat from the space station fell down and killed her. In like the, the, the town square, you know, it's, it's kind of the absurdity of the show, just to give you an idea. And so they're navigating life. They're they're navigating life in the afterlife, and it's it's just a ton of fun. I don't know where this thing is easily streamable or not. I'm Prime, sure it'd be on the, I'm sure it would be on the Showtime app. I'm not I'm not looked for it on Prime. It may be. I know it was at one time. Yeah, because yeah. I know it was before. Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, Dead Like Me. Uh, it's 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 a great show. Cool. I'll watch that uh, once again. Heard heard things about it. So, all right, number one for me, gentlemen. Um, well, obviously, I have no idea yet when series thirteen of Doctor Who is going to premiere, but I do know on January first, my Doctor Who Revolution of the Daleks will be available to watch. So we at least get some type of festive special. We don't get Christmas specials anymore, <laughs> but we get New Year's. Thank you, Chris Chibnall. Um, and so we get a a new Doctor Who episode um, coming up on January 1st. So first right off the bat this year. So so it's number one, obviously, because it's going to be here quickly. <laughs> I love that Sam follows the George Lucas rules with the Doctor Who. I mean, are Daleks or Daleks? Is it Han or Han? Is it Hoth or Hoth? <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm not not so shocked there, Sam, with your uh, number one. Um, well, kids, let's go ahead and put our DVDs back up and run to the bookshelf so that we can see what maybe we want to read this upcoming year. We've killed our brain cells enough with the TV. Let's look at what we're going to read this year. And so our last of the five lists of five, because I'm OCD and there's nothing wrong with me, um, is the five books I intend to read this year. 
Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of bad with books. It's not as bad as TV shows, but I'll like, I do the whole like a squirrel and I end up reading other things that I, you know, that I'd planned on. But, uh, I'm a big Philip K. Dick fan, but there's one of his books that for some reason I've never read. I'm a, it's probably the, the hipster in me. that's like, yeah, that's the one everybody reads. So I'm not going to read that one. Um, do androids dream of electric sheep? I feel like I can't call myself a PKD fan anymore if I don't read that book soon. So, <laughs> that's my number five. Okay. Well, my number five, uh, I'm following the same uh, role with uh, this is a book, but I'm, I'm wanting to get into uh, Secret Wars, Marvel Secret Wars, um, the graphic novel. I have it on my shelf. Haven't dove into it yet, but uh, it's something I want to check out, especially with some of the content coming up. Cool. That's a good, that's a good time, sir. <laughs> yes. Um, I guess for me, number five, Ready Player Two by Ernest Klein. Um, I read the first one, loved it, just completely just loved every moment of that one. So looking forward to the sequel. I know it's out. I'm hoping maybe uh, Christmas I'll get it. So. That is my number three, sir. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I'm the same way. I, I, I really love the first one. I, I didn't think it was high art. But it was a great time. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm just hoping that we can carry that on. Um, I mean, it's not the most beautiful prose ever, but it is a blast. And it, like, tries to reach into it, uh, our little nerd hearts and, like, you know, find all the little nooks and crevices and, like, get all of the nerdiness out. And so I'm hoping we, we keep rolling with that. I'm not sure what he's got left to get into. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so, like, everything nerdy got into the first book. So I'm, I'm curious. Um <laughs> uh, but my number four is, um, considering how, how much our show is movie-related, it's, it's a book that I, I feel like we should all just read as homework. Uh, it's Adventures in the Screen Trade by William Goldman. And it's sort of um, his, you know, a lot, a lot, apparently a lot of st- stories he told out of school. <laughs> apparently he burnt some bridges with that book. But it, it's a lot of like, sort of behind-the-scenes, how movies get made, uh, some of the dirty laundry gets aired, um, all that kind of jazz. And just William Goldman's a good writer. And so it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a guy who's a gifted writer, you know, sort of giving us a peek behind the gir- curtain of the things that we end up reviewing a lot. And so I, I'm really curious to get into that one. Mm-hmm. Cool. Right. Well, my number four is a, a book with a billion words. Uh, Carl Sagan uh, penned uh, Contact. Um, I've read this before. It's been a long time, but I'm, I'm wanting to revisit it really bad. It's It's been on the shelf staring at me and taunting me. Contact by Carl Sagan. There you go. It's on the stack at some point. I'll get to that one too. <laughs> All right. Uh, number four for me is a, a newer book. I just recently purchased it, so I'm looking forward to reading it. Uh, it's called Invisible Men, uh, the Trailblazing Black Artist of Comic Books by Ken Quattro. And it focused on some of the early black artists in the golden age of comics and, you know, how they impacted the industry and maybe haven't gotten that their story told, you know, as, as much as the Stanleys and the Jack Kirby's and the, you know, those type Seagulls and Schuster's. So I'm looking forward to that, reading through that. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, Sammy took my number three. So I'm just going to throw in one of my honorable mentions. Um, there's this series called Galaxy's Edge. Um, and it is very much a Star Wars knockoff, um, but it is it is a um, two two guys who are independent authors who um, <laughs> who are dissatisfied with what Star Wars had become, 
I think I think the, I think they were very very disapproving of the prequels, uh, especially. And so they wrote a version of the Star Wars universe that they wanted it to be. And I have recently um, re-begun the entire series, and I'm slowly working my way through. And I, I want to finish Galaxy's Edge this year. Hmm. Cool. Okay. Well, my my next three are kind of carry-ons or completions. Also, um, <clears throat> I know uh, on my Keeping 100 recently, I'd uh, pitched Murder on the Orient Express by Agatha Christie. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to hit the follow-up to that, Death on the Nile, very soon. So that's that's on my short list. Sweet. You, you got to hit Roger Ackroyd soon, though. That's my that's my favorite. Uh, the Murder of Roger Ackroyd. Uh, it's mm-hmm. my favorite Agatha Christie book. I, I, I think I th- it's... I haven't read all of her books because you really can't. There's so many. Um, but it, I, I think from what, from what I've read, it's her best book. Hmm. Well, I'll put that on the nice. list too. All right. Well, my number three kind of follows up with some of my comic book history stuff. And even though this is not Jamie's Daredevil, um, this book is called American Daredevil, Comics, Communism, and the Battles of Lev Gleason. Uh, and Lev Gleason was a publisher from the Golden Age. The original Golden Age Daredevil was was one of the characters that his company published. Um, so once again, uh, I think it's his maybe great-grandson that wrote the book. Uh, Brett Dakin is his name. So looking forward to digging into that one. All right. Um, my number two is continuing my theme from almost every list we've done so far. I'm going to reread <laughs> Dune this year. <laughs> I'm going to time it out so I finish the book and then I watch the Lynch movie let it settle and then I'm going to watch the new movie <laughs> there you go Sammy sounds like Jamie's prepping for something <laughs> I think so I think so <laughs> well as mentioning uh, my finishing out uh, on the on the this next uh, two here um, I've started reading the Game of Thrones. I actually started listening to them on Audible. So I, I, a couple books in. Uh, it's a series I'd like to finish. At least the first, you know, the core four, the first four. They're a Song of Ice and Fire. I'd really like to finish those up. Cool. All right. Uh, number two for me um, is a novel called JSA Ragnarok. And this is by Paul Kupperberg, who is a comic book writer from the 70s and 80s. Um, And he took the original Justice Society and kind of, you know, what happened to them between the Golden Age and the Modern Age type of thing. So definitely looking forward to reading that. Well, there are there are three books that I have started repeatedly and have never finished. Um, I'm never going to read Moby Dick. I've given up on that. I'm probably never going to finish A Tale of Two Cities. I've given up on that one as well. I will finish The Silmarillion. <laughs> I wish it read as, 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 I wish the prose was as easy to read as The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. I keep starting The Silmarillion and <laughs> can't bring myself to finish it. By next December, one way or another, if I have to read a page a day or something, I will have Silmarillion finished finally. Cool. Well, well, you know, it is on Audible, so you could probably have someone read it to you. That's probably what I'm going to have to do, but I don't want to go to that sleep may at be, work. That may be the way to finish it. That may yeah. be the way to finish it. I do a lot of driving at work. Um, 
I have fallen asleep reading the Silmarillion before. I don't want to fall asleep driving at work. <laughs> it's a well, it's a tough read, but it's worth it, I think. Yeah. Well, I know uh, we had talked earlier about, you know, turning in your nerd card, you know, losing some nerd crit here. And I, I believe I'm really going to take a hit with this next one. But it is a series that reads much more smoothly than the Silmarillion. And I've got about mm, five-eighths of the way through. But the uh, the Harry Potter series, um, I've, I've seen all the movies. I've read the first uh, I, th- I think I'm just now up to uh, finishing the Goblet of Fire, so I'll be diving into Order of the Phoenix next. But I'll be finishing out those last three books, um, hopefully very soon. And it's it's a series I really look forward to finishing it. And the guy that does the reading on Audible is phenomenal. He has the greatest narration for Harry Potter I've ever heard. Is it Rob Riggless? Um, I forget the guy's name. He's he's this British guy, and he just t- tells it dead on. You know, he's just he just has that that um, pacing and uh, humor uh, to his voice that really suits the story. I think it's the same one. I, he, he is, I, I, I completely back you up, man. That guy is so good. I will never read Harry Potter again with my eyes. I will only have Rob Riggless read Harry Potter to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's great. Uh, he really hits the, hits the notes. Cool. All right. So I guess I'll round out with my number one. Um, you know, Jamie mentioned that um, Agatha Christie has so many books, you can't read them all. Um, another author that's probably pushing that is James Patterson. Um, but James <laughs> Patterson has released a book that I'm really excited about. It's called The Last Days of John Lennon. Mm. And it's basically he writes it as a murder mystery and that kind of type of, you know, that type of intrigue. So I'm really looking forward to that. I recently had watched a uh, documentary on, you know, on the, the last interview that, that Lennon gave and everything. So I'm excited to follow up with this book. Uh, so the last days of John Lennon. Yeah, I've been seeing that around and hearing some stuff about it. I'm really interested in that, too. Uh, mm. Love, love that type of stuff. But, you know, some things that need finishing, Jamie. There's, there's, there's a thing that's out there. And I know your OCD with this list has got us. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I know there's something that's been chomping at your bit. There's something that's been gnawing at your crawl. There's been a hitch in your step. We've connected Keanu to almost every movie. Of course, he was in our first episode of The Matrix. Then we reviewed another movie. And then we realized, <laughs> this guy keeps showing up by like the third movie. So we just made it a thing. It's sort of connecting Keanu on out. But there's a little bitty movie by a little bitty director with a little bitty actor in there. Simon Pegg, Edgar Wright, and Hot Fuzz has not been connected to Keanu. Yes, my OCD is showing this week all over the place. Um, <laughs> uh, it seemed, it just, it felt wrong not to have Keanu connected this week. <laughs> so we put our heads together last time. We tried to figure out if there was any episode where Keanu hadn't come up. Because he, um, these will never see the light of day. But there were two secret episodes before we did The Matrix. And Keanu got talked about in those. Then we did The Matrix and Keanu was mentioned. And then we did Valerian and Keanu came up again. And then we made it a thing. So we're going to borrow Graphically Novel's time machine 
we're going to go back to October 27th, 2018, and we're connecting Hot Fuzz. So there are lots of interesting jobs on a movie set, and I had to go to one of those because Edgar Wright needs friends. <laughs> Man, those people that work on this movie, on Edgar Wright movies, don't leave that island. So this was, uh, this was challenging. Um, I volunteered myself for this, and about an hour into it, I was kind of was like, you know, I need to give this OCD thing. <laughs> but there are a lot of interesting jobs on a movie set. On Hot Fuzz, the makeup department alone had several positions. It was about the only department that had more than one position. Uh, there were hairstylists. There were additional hairstylists. There were prosthetics experts. Additional prosthetics experts. I'm not sure what they were doing on Hot Fuzz. <laughs> they needed all those prosthetics, but there they were. There were makeup artists. Makeup designers. Additional makeup artists. Not sure what they were all doing. Um, <laughs> a lot of makeup on that uh, set. Um, but maybe most interestingly for a British movie... I'm not throwing shade. Um, maybe I am, but here we go. So, most interestingly for a British movie, Chris Lyons had the title of Special Effects Teeth on Hot Fuzz. <laughs> I'm not sure what he did for Hot Fuzz. Um, he's worked on about a thousand movies. I think he's worked on every Marvel movie. Um, not sure what all the teeth effects are that he's doing, but he is listed as special effects teeth on a, honestly about 200 movies. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> but before Hot Fuzz, he also did special effects teeth for 47 Ronin, starring our <laughs> beloved Keanu. <laughs> so apparently Chris Lyons is this week's and August 27th of 2018's Keanu Connection. <gasps> nice. Special effects teeth. Special effects teeth. It never amazes me uh, the depths that you go to on these Keanu Connections. And it also <laughs> never amazes me the jobs on a movie set. Yes. Yeah. You're, what, what's, what is someone's specialty? And how do you get there? I have never had to go far enough down the cast the crew list to get the special effects teeth. <laughs> oh, that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, guys, that, that is our 2021 preview episode as we finish up the year 2020. Thank goodness we're finishing out this year. Um, as we prepare to ring in the new year, ladies and gentlemen. It's just ringing in the new year. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sammy, next year's um, first episode is one of your picks. Uh, so yes. what, are we, what are we ringing in the new year with? Oh, I did. what are we ringing in the new year? <laughs> <laughs> Spaceballs. Spaceballs, yes. Spaceballs. I'm sorry. The, the phone ringing threw me off my game there, guys. Uh, Spaceballs. So we've done our year of Star Wars. We have looked at science fiction. Now we get to look at Mel Brooks, Star Wars, and science fiction all rolled into one. And that could be pretty scary or fun. or We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we so succinctly prepare to ring in the new year and dust off our copy of Spaceballs, Jamie... 
we're going to flee 2020 at ludicrous, ludicrous speed as we keep it nerdy.